Thank you, New York. As we, as we honor the life and times of Dr. King during some of the most difficult moments, when the civil rights battle was on the line, Dr. King wanted the ball in his hand, and he gave his life to ensure that our country would be a better place for all of us. Right now, we want the ball in our hand again. Good afternoon and welcome to the Too Much Dip podcast. My name is Dave. Happy MLK Day. The copy here says to those who celebrate. I don't know who put that in. Hopefully it's everybody. I don't know. which. Who wants the rock right now? Which Who wants it first? Who wants the shot? Give it to the man in the shades over here. I'm going to give it to the guy who's just completely jacking Ross Bowen's bit, PFT's bit, sunglasses on. Last night must have been mad real. It's KJ. Um, first off, I think in this uh, hypothetical isolation of the evils that cause the need for the civil rights movement, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would like to pick and roll okay. uh, today, maybe a little give and go uh, oh, yeah, of okay. opportunities against, you know, the three-fifths compromise or, I don't know, uh, the need for sit-ins or bus ride boycotts. Man, what an um, electric start to the A this pick podcast. and roll reference. <laughs> an electric start to the day, to MLK Day. I knew my options were either, as I'm doing, holding a, a, t- a Kleenex in my hand, you know, drying my eyes every two seconds if I don't wear these glasses, crying real man tears over the loss of both Martin Luther King some years ago and my Dallas Cowboys last night. Okay. But I will fight through both of those. They're not your Dallas to be here with y'all. Yeah, I'm not going to allow that. I don't think you're that torn up about it, honestly. It means a lot. Dylan, you're pretty torn up about it. It's Dylan Shivery. You know, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Wow. I am pretty torn up about it, David. So much so you just cleared the phlegm. Yeah, I've been a, a phlegmy boy lately. Everybody knows that about me. But um, They're calling you post nasal. Yeah, you know what? That. That game sucks. We're going to talk about it, obviously. Then we, we might get to that. a surprise guest at some point. I don't want to say who it is. Might be Mike McCarthy. I'm not sure. Uh, look, just a shit day, man. All right. And, and now we're here. we got to talk well, about Well, you know, it. not a shit day because it's MLK day for me, personally. I don't know about you, Don. <laughs> okay, well. Um, hey. Something I'm realizing, uh, not to derail here, but it all adds up that the man who uh, would say that some Christmas presents should come unwrapped is just terrible at just packaging segments and ideas and surprises <laughs> for later in the day. But, hey, I respect it. I, I respect it nevertheless. Yeah. Everybody knows we've got to hear from someone at some <laughs> point. They'll see it on the, the description. Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> Guys, if you want to hear some more of this fun stuff, but you want to see it unedited and raw and unfiltered on like a Thursday evening, maybe, check out our live stream. We do it every Thursday on Washed Media YouTube. Oh. We pick games. Yeah. I forgot about that. You're doing better than me. You guys know we do this thing called dip picks. I'm I'm taking uh, a bath. All year long, your boy has been just kind of playing possum. Play, you know. I think that's how it works, man, because we keep score the entire season. Dude. I can't, I can't handle sunglasses, KJ. And I've just been riding in the Damn. back seat, lurking. You had a week. And so far, 
the only team to cause me from uh, keep me from an undefeated week. Yeah, I know. Are them boys? Because right now I'm like eight and one. Here's why one it's unfair left. for the for Dylan and I. Okay, we were the only two who could feasibly catch the guest. No one cares. No one cares, David. Someone said dim boys, and I, I, I can't listen to anything else. Hello. Hello, friends. It's me. It's Micah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Welcome to <laughs> the show. Who would have thought? Welcome to the show, Micah. I thought yeah, you retired thanks. from content. I, we th- I thought we faded you. Thanks for being sneaky about the uh, introduction, Dylan. You basically gave it away. You've just been sitting uh, there silently. We also gave it away on Circling Back like when creep. you texted me. It's like an audio cucking of sorts. You're, what a creep. What's up, Micah? Hi guys, it's great to hear your voices. You've been playing a bunch of Wordle lately that we all care so much about. <laughs> yes, I have been playing a lot of Wordle actually, and it was actually featured in things that Micah recommends on Micah's Read of the Week, the newsletter today. Wow, I'm sure everyone's going to jump right on it. Old friend uh, John Duda tweets, "How about you get a jobble?" <laughs> or and I, I tweeted Wordle more like Nerdle. <laughs> get it? Yeah, and we get it. That's why I'm tagging you in all of my Wordle tweets every time I win. Well, you're going you're to catch a hashtag blot. Oh. Uh, Micah, I don't know if you saw, 49ers 23, Dallas Cowboys 17. Ending oh, yeah. the Cowboys yeah. season in the first round. I did see that. I hate Mike McCarthy. Uh, I've been pretty consistent in this take. We're doing I, the hits. I, I believe he brings almost nothing to the table except... Uh, you know, he, his appearance makes him uh, make Steve Bannon look GQ by comparison. Steve he Bannon. Is, he is a trash Andy human. Uh, he always blames the wrong people. He instantly threw Kellen Moore under the bus. Uh, we could talk about the coaching decisions. We could talk about, you know, one play here, one play there. But if you want to talk about something that the Cowboys are consistent at, that's uh, being penalized. Uh, 14 penalties last night, leading the league in penalties all season. They are undisciplined, uh, not put together. They never perform. They're up and down. They beat up on their the lousy teams in their division. They're just not very good. And uh, their their coaching staff deserves to be fired. The entire staff, you're calling for their jobs. Uh, their jobbles. Certainly the, the head coach. Uh, needs to go. Uh, we could talk about the last play, and I'm sure you guys will. I'm burning pretty hot today, so I may be done here in a second. I may burn out fast. But my point is the fake punt, uh, which was executed quite well, and then instead of running the offense back on the field to play offense, which is typically what you do after you have a first down and you're trailing by two scores in the fourth quarter of a football game, you left the punt team on to... I don't know why. Perhaps draw someone off sides or make the other team call a timeout. I don't understand it. I will never understand it. And, uh, you know, the five-yard penalty didn't hurt as bad as the 30 seconds, which would have been quite valuable at the end of the game. KJ, you uh, want to hop in there and explain? My understanding, and, and again, it wasn't executed, so it doesn't matter what their intent was. But my understanding is that they planned to have run another play against the punt defense against the Niners punt defense um, because they inexplicably didn't run out their punt safe defense. They ran out their punt defense. They converted the fake punt, and then the players on the Cowboys sideline were celebrating on the field, which led the refs to believe they were about to substitute. 
That gave the Niners a chance to sub in. The Cowboys didn't sub in, didn't use the timeout, ran their offense out there and took that five-yard penalty. But I agree with you. I'll, I'll tell you what useful happened time here, later KJ. in the game. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Mike McCarthy got embarrassed by Cliff Kingsbury two weeks ago when the Cowboys were unorganized and had to burn a timeout after an extra point. And he said, oh, we're going to do something. We're going to be sneaky. We're going to be sneaky boys this week. And we're going to make the other team burn a timeout and panic. You know, that doesn't work when you're down two scores in the fourth quarter. You fool. Forget the, the stupid plan. Run your punt team off the field and get Dak Prescott back on the field. Thank you. I could agree. It did You're not fired. work. Shouts to Bone Foss, Bones Fossil for both uh, stealing a series and then giving it right back. Love it. Right sure. back. Don't you like special teams coordinators with nicknames so like so prominent that you've got to know who your special teams coordinator is? Should that be the should that be a a litmus test or like should is that a positive thing if everybody knows your special teams coordinator's name cuz that means probably one thing that he is real wild. <laughs> you or yeah, like your uh your, what is it? Girlfriend, wife has a, a monkey that he keeps at home and attacks children on Halloween night. Whatever happens. It's, it's a great. I forgot that's also a special team coordinator. Great yeah. callback. Your wife, who is also a pole assassin. Yes, <laughs> a.k.a. the pole assassin. Very well, cool. Micah, as, as you guys enter into the cold night known as offseason, uh, we welcome you here at the Jaguars fan base. But um, in your sincere thought, assuming no head coach change will be made, I would let, say that's where the odds are. I don't think that it's guaranteed. Let's take one minute and think about what Mike McCarthy has done for this franchise. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl on the back of Aaron Rodgers, who when he is playing at, at capacity is perhaps the greatest quarterback this league has ever seen. He also managed to get run off a couple years later because he didn't get along with Aaron Rodgers and he was just sort of a mediocre coach. Then he he took a year off. He lied about building a, a football man cave and studying football 365 days a year, which turned out not to be true. We stand a man cave here, man. In the meantime, the Packers, the uh, floor has won more more games in three years than any coach in his first three years in NFL history, and the Cowboys have had one series of embarrassments since day one. I. There's more than just more than enough justification to get rid of this sloppy mess of a head coach. It's over. Problem Say is, you your owner is about to be 80 years old. Does he want to go through that new coach start over it. again? Because that dude, that's where it ultimately you have to ask that question about any kind of major change like that, whether it's or, coach or quarterback or anything. Or the theory is he's 80 years old and it's time to get another Super Bowl is running out, and he wants to maybe. That's put a competent head coach in place. And this isn't this isn't a college football program where uh, the athletic department is running a deficit and they can't afford to fire a coach with three years left on his on his deal. You just fire this guy. It's fine. It, it, you find somebody else. Mike, Any, why I, I, go ahead, Dylan. I don't remember who the, the last head coach for the Dallas Cowboys was that you would, you know, classify as a good head coach, but it's it's been a minute. Bill right? Parcells? Sure. Why, why can the Dallas Cowboys, who are the Dallas fucking Cowboys, not manage to find a good head coach? Well, because Jerry doesn't want a good head coach. He doesn't want a guy who knows what he's doing as much as he prefers to have some sort of puppet that says nothing. No Jason puppet. Garrett said nothing memorable in 10 years of press conferences, so Jerry 
can be held up as the, as the hero. You're the puppet. Parcells, Jerry has said, yeah, he knew what he was doing and we were glad we had him. He was also a huge pain in my ass. Uh, Jerry doesn't want to relinquish the control. And, and uh, Mike McCarthy certainly doesn't say anything interesting. He whines and complains when things go, go wrong pretty consistently, but he never takes the spotlight away from Jerry because he's not interesting. And uh, are you in or out on Kellen Moore? I don't care. I mean, people seem to either be like, there seems to be some sort of consensus that he is a wonder boy and a genius. And then everybody else just inherently makes fun of him for being a wonder boy or a genius. And there's no middle ground. Um, The Cowboys offense is good. They have good offensive players. Um, And, and the scheme seems to be pretty good. I don't know if he's the head coaching material. He seems to be a pretty good offense coordinator. That's my position on Kellen Moore. Um, I would be down with a other thing I would say, McCarthy letting McCarthy go, keeping Dan Quinn, making Dan Quinn the head coach. Cause that's a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't ESPN's pushing and Kalashaw. I I think that's a good move. I know everybody's going to point to 28, three, which is fair, but Kyle Shanahan was there too. And he won yesterday. Historically bad defense last year to one of the best defenses in the league, I think. So I'm fine with that. I don't know. I don't care. It sounds like an upgrade to me. The the only other thing I'd mention here is uh, I'm sure people saw Chris Sims immediately following the game. Chris Sims, a journeyman NFL player who he said, you know, I played for six NFL teams. He sucks. And all six of them had a rule that you do not run the ball in the field of play and get a spike off unless you have 18 seconds or more. 18 seconds was the magic number for the six organizations I played for. And yet Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and whoever else did that, made that play with 14 seconds. Oh, it was, and then the audacity to blame the officials. I think it was more like 16, 17 seconds. And, I mean, in that play, I didn't hate, I didn't hate the, the concept that, that they were doing there, um, but it has to be run perfectly. You can't waste any time whatsoever. The ball has to go immediately to the ref, who, by the way, was not even close to the the action of the play when when uh, Dak went down. Um, in theory, like that play can work, but you have to run it flawlessly with no timeouts left. And they have, obviously that didn't. And then happen. I have a question for you guys. McCarthy said after the game, "I'd rather have a chance from the twenty-five yard line to throw a five, you know, five guys go rat pattern." than a Hail Mary from the 50-yard line. Now, take a, against the the fact that it was from the 41-yard, but I'd rather have two or three shots at the end zone from the 40 than one from the 25. So I just I just don't understand this. Um, I, I, I assume he's talking about where the quarterback would be throwing from versus the line of scrimmage, but my thought would be snap the ball, maybe take a shot at baiting a pass interference first before doing any of the run straight up the middle of the field business. Um, They lack like a jump ball type wide receiver, but I think you have enough credibility with both CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper to to bait a pass interference if it's competitive enough. If they get that, if he gets that spike off, there's no doubt in my mind that that game ends on an offensive pass interference that (laughs) we're all celebrating, and and then we see the flag, and then it's OPI on CeeDee. There's no doubt. You're right. And the Cowboys really had no business winning that game. I mean, you know, that there's a lot of, you know, you can get mad about stuff at the end of the game. They had no reason 
they they did not deserve to win this football game. They just didn't. Well, Micah, is there anything else you want to burn on? Well, you know, I, I think that it's important that people consider their financial future. And the best way to do that <laughs> is to invest in a home in this growing real estate market. You can do that at michaelweiner.com, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R. Schedule a risk-free mortgage consultation today. I would love to speak with you. I'd love to earn your business. Thank you, Micah. <laughs> I, and I, you know what? I hope Mike McCarthy uh, is looking for a new mortgage because he has to sell his house in Dallas and move somewhere else. You know, uh, the time is the time may be near. Who knows? He does have we're a place in, in Lake Travis. We're in the rental market as as, as it stands, but we'll see. All right, see yourself off, time. Micah. Give us a goodbye. Mm. Bye bye. Miss you, Micah. Oh, sound effect. <laughs> um, always great to hear from miss you too, Dylan. <laughs> He's still on. <laughs> what did he say? I don't know. He said he misses. I think my, I think uh, Adam, you've got to uh, do the booting on your side. Kick his ass out of here. Yeah, like uh, everybody's focusing on that last play, and I get it, but realistically, like it doesn't need to come down to that. They were just outplayed. Dak was bad in the first half. This is what they've done. They did it against the Cardinals. They did it against the Raiders. Uh, they get down. And they do just good enough to keep you interested, and then they break your heart. And, uh, you know, I was prepared for this. There's a reason why I don't watch these games in public. <laughs> I talked about this on Circling Back. Uh, this is something I want to I wanna be able to watch this and be in the comfort of my own home around no one else because my wife and my kid are in the other room because they refuse to watch a Cowboy game with me. Yeah. The other play of note, I think we have to bring attention to the uh, – was. The, uh, the Sun play. Cedric oh. Wilson for a very crucial third down conversion, I believe. Uh, didn't even know that Dak was passing the ball to him. It was so bad. Very crucial so. in that uh, it was the time winding down in the second half. Cowboys get the ball to st- or in the first half. Cowboys get the ball to start the second half. So you have your classic double-up situation where you could get point. You get six. You get seven. You could get three. Anything is better than what they had. And I feel like a lot of people didn't realize that that was a thing at AT&T Stadium when um, uh, Dallas media has been shitting on the stadium for since its inception, really. Correct. Um, before it was even built, noting that, hey, shouldn't this be uh, yeah, north-south uh, yeah, or east-south? Yeah. So the, the Cowboys built their stadium. Um, Jean Jones, who is the wife um, of Jerry Jones, is very fond of art. And of the brand of the Cowboys when it comes to like f- photos of the players. So the commonly expected or accepted uh, reasoning for the fact that the Cowboys built their stadium east-west was that, A, they said it was a dome, but B, the natural light that came through the windows on either side of said dome um, created like the perfect lighting for afternoon games, for photos, for the way that the game looked on camera, all of these things, which I will say when you watch like the Chargers and Rams game in their new stadium, like the games look visually different because of the lighting in that stadium. So I think there's something to like something you do with the stadium does make things look different. However, 999.9% of stadiums from Pee Wee on up are built North South so that when the sun is setting on either side, that it's not going directly into the face of players, soccer, or football, like directly in the face of either team on offense or defense. And the Cowboys, every time they're in the 330 slot, every single time, 
you have this situation where the camera shoots right into the sun and it blinds the players. Well, and perhaps the most insane thing, they have curtains. If 1, there's a percent. if there's a rock and roll show, a concert or basketball like or final four, final something. four, they use those curtains and they don't use them. Uh, and I've been told or I've heard it's because of the sponsor stuff inside and he wants it to be visible from the outside of the stadium. Yes. Which that tells you everything you need to know about the franchise. <laughs> he would put he would risk winning um, for profits. Okay. But okay. Let's, let's let's also not forget that both teams play on the field. It it can affect obviously both teams just but it's under scrutiny and laughable because it happened only to the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. No, it's 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 under scrutiny if it happens to any team. It's ins- it's insane that that's a thing and like the cameras lean into it like the, the television crews CBS on their, loves it. They do they are they j- laughing when I they're when they're doing these shots coming back from break and it's just like glaring sun you can't it's almost hard to even watch on your TV at home it's so bright I can't I can't imagine and I've never seen I've never seen the fun the the fact that it happened in that big of a moment uh, in the game in a playoff game and it was so egregious it wasn't like it hit his hands he dodged the ball. <laughs> he dodged the ball. He didn't know where it was. He heard it. Um, it's not like they practice there. I mean, they they will on occasion. They practice in Frisco, which if you've seen Hard Knocks, the Cowboys like another billion dollar facility. Um, so it's not as if the Cowboys have some secret advantage. They play there, and so obviously that creates four or five opportunities each year for them to be in the situation. But it's bad. It's it's laughably bad. But I have a solution. Not just the curtains. But if we want to protect a sponsorship, what if we go to a brand that you're near and dear to that I appreciate as well, and they sponsor the curtains? Oh, so can I finish your thought? Yeah. Are you thinking we get Arby's and have some beef curtains? I think. Beef curtains? Dallas Cowboys, we have the meats. Curtains. Isn't that like a a dirty, something dirty? Curtains made of beefy, Sam. So edible, perhaps. Thinly sliced, the thinnest. Like thin, like Brett's going to get it on his pizza at Carve. Boom. It's a callback to a different podcast. (laughs) What do you think about that? Shaking my head, man. (laughs) I'm still stuck. I'm just still reeling. What was your overall takeaway from the game in general? Dill and I were together for probably the first series or two. Um, To me, what jumps out is that the Cowboys are very clearly a poorly coached, poorly led team. I mean... The penalties most penalized team. alone. It's yeah. like it's it's inexcusable shit. And it, with me, for me, like this is this was a year that the Cowboys should have made something happen with the way well, that they were very healthy. Contracts aligned. Yeah, health. Of course, the overall health of the team minus one wide receiver. You got everything else. Both yeah. coordinators are like probably not going to be here next year if they get you know. Kellen Moore's definitely in Jacksonville, as we know. It's just like this was a year to – I'm not saying like the Cowboys, it was like Super Bowl or bust, but this is the year they, they were supposed to make some noise in the playoffs. It's right? a failed season. It, absolutely. 100%. Um, I never had delusions that they were a top-tier team. It's a poorly coached but team. But I thought they would be, win a playoff game in the first round. A lot of like very strong individual talents on it, and it's just the cohesion's not there. The coaching is poor. Uh, there's no discipline. Um, I don't know, man. It It sucks. It so really sucks. Let's assume that both coordinators decided they want to be there. What changes do you make to the team? You, you have to replace the head coach. You need, you need a hard-ass at head coach. You can't have a yes-man at head coach who's like the, the, the guys don't want to like 
die for, you know? And he's he's just not the guy. He's absolutely not the guy. He's not that guy, pal? He's not that guy, pal. Also, uh, Zeke's got to go. I'm sorry. Four I know touches he, for Tony Pollard yesterday. I know that Zeke, like, what what did he played him with some kind of injury that he didn't partially tell torn about. PCL. He's got to go. He's just clearly got one letter. Very. Right. It jumps off the screen how how like <laughs> slow he's gotten. He just doesn't have juice. No, which makes it more. I understand that he's better in pass protection, picking up blitzes. But uh, unless I just don't know football, which I really don't know it that well. They weren't blitzing that much. You're German. We understand. They weren't blitzing that no. much. Uh, Joey pass, Bosa was out for that's the whole a second Krieg. half. It's the 49ers pass rush. I don't, I don't, it looked unbelievable. Joey Bosa didn't play the second half. I know. Yeah. And we couldn't stop shit from getting across the line. Not shit. Fucking A, man. It was, guess what? It was Nick Bosa, not Joey. Nick Bosa, yeah. Joey exactly. Bosa didn't play the entire game because he's not on the team. His brother plays for a different team. <laughs> They did this without any Joey Bosa. No, they didn't. San Francisco did. I don't think they brought a ton of pressure, which Eric Tonk Tonk said. I'm a Tony Pollard homer. I love the guy. I loved him at Memphis. But for him to get just four looks, four touches is inexplicable and just Stop calling this O-line elite because it's not. Zach Martin is elite. Uh, Tyron Smith, very, very good. Probably a little bit past his prime. Yes. Uh, Connor Williams, not terrible. Great. Also, former Longhorn. <laughs> I don't care. I know. <laughs> former Capel Cowboy, too. Shit, I show him Longhorns cow- all the time. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he's, he's, I, he's I complimented Dylan on this yesterday, that he's one of the most pragmatic Dallas Cowboys fans that I know because he's, unlike a lot of them, not delusional in the fact that, like, hey, my teams are he, just. he'll feel this way before the game and not just after when they let him Teams down. are just fucking shit. Can like I that. say... Yeah, but you guys are about to have Gary Patterson on staff at Texas. <laughs> That's a big get. I hey, think Texas it, it, it realistically is. Quinn Ewers era, let's go. Let me say this. We all of this being said, and let's assume nothing major happens. Are we not in the same position next year? Because who who in the NFC East challenges like Fair. look, I mean, we can we're gonna get to the Eagles in a sec. They looked absolutely embarrassing yesterday. I think we should trade. They don't have a quarterback. No, but there's no yeah. quarterback in the NFC East outside of Dak, and Dak wasn't even that good. He wasn't good. Agreed. He does just enough to make you think like he can do it, and then he doesn't. And then he then he has that thing about he said what the, the press conference after the okay, game. Yeah. There is one other factor to this because a couple so, fans were throwing stuff on the field into the game. We talked about the play. They didn't get the ball off quick enough, even though Dak was ready for a load yesterday. Didn't get it off in time. Um, as it was no a headline. It was a headline. Deck ready for load. Anyhow, not my words. I'm just quoting newspapers, written ink. Anyhow, that's um, going to be the title of this podcast. <laughs> so after the game, Dallas fans being Dallas fans, and surprisingly, there are enough Dallas fans like to be upset about the ending of the game and not like overrun with Niners fans like uh, like happened to. Uh, the Rams the week prior, uh, decided to be to show their happiness about the game by throwing beer cans onto the field, Miller Lite cans, 16 ounces. It's the official beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, throwing them not just onto the field, but like it looked like at the players, Demarcus Lawrence. Oh, yeah. He had a great helmet very, block. Very, very sick. slick. Best thing he did all, did all day, right? Okay. <laughs> he made some plays. He was playing, yeah. yeah okay. Um, in which after the game, it's like they were throwing at the refs. They weren't throwing it at me. I don't give a shit. And he's the last person I would throw. Let's a beer be at. clear: the refs did not did not blow that call. No, at all. No. If you know the rule, you know that the refs did not 
Did it not does, get that dude, wrong. It, and that is that is such a moot point. It should not come down to that. You were that was your four, you had fourteen penalties on the day, and uh, and a lot of them were were pre snap penalties, like lining up in the neutral zone, shit like that. It's like that is. You cannot blame that on the ref just because they decide to call it. Correct. You're down 23-7 going into the fourth. So that that's on you, buddy. Um, but, yeah, after the game, the Dallas media or whoever was uh, doing the press conference for Dak basically said the fans were throwing stuff at the players, and then someone corrected and be like, well, actually, they were throwing it at the refs, and Dak's response was credit to them. Which I don't know if he saw like how aggressive that it, they it was. were throwing cans and stuff. I don't know what he thought, but that's he's Dak is normally pretty buttoned up at the mic, says the right things, what you want in your quarterback, and that that was that was not good. And I don't yeah. think he's apologized yet. I'm sure he'll issue some kind of statement, being like, "Didn't realize what was going on. I used the wrong words, heat of the moment, or whatever." But whatever, man. They're, uh, we're going to be right back here next year. Because, no, dude, the, who? You've got the 27th pick. That's a that's 24th, a, 24th. 24th. That's a franchise changer. No, they'll trade up. They they have the talent, man. They, that's a good that's a good roster, top to bottom. It if really anything, is. It gives uh, you an opportunity to be able to draft a running back in, like, the second round without anyone shitting on you for drafting too early. Um, I don't know who. Maybe uh, the guy out of Michigan State. I don't know. But I would agree with Dylan's thought that, it's it's not it's, it's not it a ain't talent Zeke problem. And totally, Tony Pollard this. is not your starting number one running back. You know what? You need to like you just got gashed by a rookie out of Louisiana. You need to just rotate rookies in and Get out. Get you a third round going. You running backs are a dime a dozen in the NFL, and that's what, like that's the way you got. There were like it. four elite ones, and then a bunch of really good running backs. There's a couple uh, guys on that Baylor defense that might be considered tweeners in some some eyes, but might look really good playing near Micah Parsons. I'm just saying. Oh, Just gosh, saying. here we go. That All I right. think you can get in the late first round and second. All right, you want to talk – Oh, wait, before we do Eagles-Bucks, is that what we're going to jump to? Any of the other six, I would say. Can I talk about something that I had to use last night because I was just in a bad headspace? Okay. <laughs> 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 My posture's been bad. I'm going to pop it up here. Thoughts running through and endless circles in your mind? Mine are. With the stresses of this last year and, oh, I don't know, what we just witnessed yesterday, it's more important than ever to practice living healthier and happier lives – so what if a few minutes was all it took to change your relationship with stress and anxiety, transforming your life for the better? It's the power of meditation with our favorite app, Headspace. Love Headspace. Been using it for a while, long before they became a sponsor. Great for beginners trying to get their foot in the door. Don't know much about, about meditation, as I did not when I started out. Walks you through it. Very yeah. simple. It's quick. It's easy and very effective. Convenient. It's your convenient dose of meditation, mindfulness, and sleep exercises to relieve stress and anxiety and help you get a good night's sleep all in one app. I did have to, I, I say I use this last night. I use it every night, but last night it felt it felt different. Last night's Headspace hit a little bit different, and it's one of the most science-backed meditation apps in the world proving meditation works. A study shows that in two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. Check it out. We all love it. They've got the guided meditations. Uh, how about the uh, SOS mini meditation? You can knock these out quick. Find some Headspace, headspace.com slash bang, and get one month free of their entire meditation library. This is the best Headspace offer available, so go to headspace.com slash bang today, headspace.com slash bang. Eagles Bucks did watch this one at the bar. Yeah. Uh, Boy, it's a perfect game to see at the bar. <laughs> because 
you're just looking back to we're only watching it for dip picks purposes at this point. Like, and we thought there was a chance. There was an outside chance at the backdoor cover. Um, every part of this game was just disappointing. Like, even as watching it, like as a gen- casual fan, like you found yourself not even rooting for a good game. You just wanted a like normal play to happen for the Eagles. And it just looked painfully difficult to watch the entire time. And then if you're a Bucks fan, you're like, why is Tom Brady playing and it's 31 nothing? Why is Mike Evans playing and it's 24 nothing before he goes and does a somersault into the end zone? Like He legit somersaulted into the end zone. Beautiful day in Tampa. Terrible game otherwise. Yeah. I don't know what else needs to be said about this. Uh, Jalen, not the guy. He's not. Uh, credit yeah. to him for getting them in the playoffs. Uh, getting a shot at, at Tom Brady. Um, I, honestly, I, I thought they would play better than they did. I thought they would keep it somewhat close, as they were my big boy stack to cover it, plus eight and a half. Didn't even come close. Well, they kind of they kind of made it interesting there at the end. But, yeah, we were um, sneakily like joking, like, "Oh wait, this could happen." They had the ball in their yeah. hands at the end to cover. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. I thought they would have a better game plan. I thought they would be able to move the ball and kind of bleed the clock a little bit. But Are boy, you more embarrassed. If you're an Eagles fan who didn't think you'd be in the playoffs and you got there and still got embarrassed, or you're a Patriots fan. Ooh. And the Patriots, notably, did not uh, force the Bills zero punts, zero field goals, zero turnovers, and zero fourth downs faced by the Bills. It's Patriots because I don't think anyone expected the Eagles to actually pull this one out. Right. They were just kind of like, okay, let's just go be, you know, sacrificial lamb to Tom Brady. Um <laughs> But a lot of people thought the Patriots could win this football game. Yeah, but something you're not factoring is factoring in is uh, didn't Sirianni didn't he do some rocky, uh, rocky references for the team like leading up to it? I hope so. Did he wear he a did. beat Tampa shirt too? He he definitely he definitely told them the story of Rocky as if no one's ever heard that. Hey, well, I would take a coach showing a team Rocky over a coach showing a team Austin Powers. An a mojo moment. I was oh, talking about I Mike McCarthy had, again. I thought we had a mojo moment yesterday. <laughs> it just turns out it wasn't. It turns out that's not how yeah, it works. The they mojo lost, they lost mojo. Really. <laughs> that was the, the fake punt. <laughs> that was the mojo. And then the moment. mojo was just returned. <laughs> and they were just running around like awesome. Anyways, uh, Patriots Bills Saturday night. How much of this did you guys catch? Because the only parts of the game I caught, literally like two or three flashes, I was running around Austin with the toddler. Um were Bill's touchdowns. Like, I just happened to turn on the TV and, like, the Dawson Knox catch where Josh Allen just kind of threw it up to him. Saw that. The Manuel Sanders touchdown just randomly saw that. Like, this was a thrashing. I think you were feeling – so his rookie season, yep. he gets them to the playoffs. I'm talking about uh, – what's his name? Mac, Mac Jones. Oh, yes. Mac 10. Mac 10. <laughs> You're – I don't know if you're sold on him. I know our good friend from the Thursday Night Livestream, DJ Bean, is not. I For some reason, I thought that might have been a bit of his. But, no, I think he legit uh, is just not a fan. But if you're the e- if you're an Eagles fan, it's like you know Jalen's not the guy. You got embarrassed. But at the same time, it's like what are you going to do? Now, you do have three picks in the first round. You can trade up, but I don't know who's what, who, do you, who are you taking. Who's your franchise-changing quarterback Pitt. in the draft? Can he pick it? Okay. Although, if I'm the Steelers, I'm trying to figure out how to get that, in, you know, too. But that's not going to happen. Um, I watched a little bit. Of, I watched enough to to know that this was not going to be competitive because the 
Patriots are not built to come back from such a deficit. And uh, I was on uh, on with my night. Oh, one game I did not even add on here because the Bills next week will play the Chiefs, Chiefs Steelers last night. Um, but before we get there, let's do the Bengals Raiders. Uh, shouts to the Bengals first playoff win since 1991. Joe Burrow. It's copy room material. Incredible. Incredible what happens when, you know, somebody shames you for your looks and you like go out of your way, not only to get their attention on the Mm -hmm. field, but off the field. Did you see the man's glasses after the game? What was it? Dude, he's cooler than I gave him credit for. Did he lose a bet? It's why I'm faking this allergy attack and wearing glasses today. It inspired me. All fake. All fake. (laughs) That's all for Burrow. Bengals are fun. I would uh, I would love a Bengals Super Bowl run. You know, I I ride you know I ride for Western New York. Sometimes I ride for Ohio. Sometimes, in this you case, I'll ride Ohio. with. Them. I like Cincinnati. I've never met anybody from Cincinnati. You never. You also have never been to Cincinnati. I've driven through it on my way to Niagara Falls. I have so. said online in a non-pressure situation, Cincinnati's low key pretty tight place. Shout out to all the OTR bars. It's over the Rhine. You wouldn't understand. It's a Cincy thing. Um, but Cincinnati is low-key tight. They've got hills. Um, they got Joe Burrow, man. They got, got hills. Burrow. That's sick. What else besides hills? The rivers. Oh, rivers. Parks. A river runs through it. Three states converging in one city. Pretty impressive shit. You know, if you're going to the Kentucky Derby, uh, you fly into Cincinnati. That's true. Yeah. Technically flying to Kentucky, but yes. People forget that. That's where CVG is located. Um, Raiders actually had a chance to win this at the end. Countryman Derek Carr couldn't pull it off, but they had a decent little drive that was scary. Uh, Bengals picked them off at the end of the game. Do you think the Raiders are dumb enough to extend their coach, or do you think this gets them off the hook? Dumb, why do you say dumb enough? You don't think he's got you? Uh, I think it's very honorable for what he did, but living in Dallas, I get to see what happens when you – Make an interim coach who, like, you hire out of emotion. Um, talking about Rick Bonus, hear more of that on Cold Stove because at some point he's probably going to get fired and Brett's going to have to talk about it. Um, but I, I just don't think that you make long term decisions based on that kind of short term uh, situation. So, uh, and adios, Ben Roth- Roethlisberger, mm. family Uns- man, Ben, unceremoniously. Yeah. Yeah. Was up 7 0 though? Yeah, uh, Pat Mahomes did not care about his uh, his farewell tour whatsoever. He just shot all over him. He really did. Did they give any kind of nod to him, tribute? I, I did not watch the second half of that game. I was watching at the Alpinist. Uh, as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I had ordered Carve to go, and instead Carve. of ordering short rib, I accidentally ordered the rib tower, which is like a full rack of ribs. Didn't eat the whole thing. You I ordered had, a rib tower? Yeah. No one's doing that. <laughs> to a hotel room. New too. podcast name, KJ's Rib Tower. <laughs> I only ate like a third of it, but still, your boy had no energy to uh, finish off this game. Um, but I'm excited to see that the Chiefs are uh, back in business, and that Bills game is going to be legit next week. Bengals you... at Titans, Niners at Green Bay, winner of tonight's game at the Bucks. Can y'all preview that game as I make a run to the bathroom because I pounded a liquid death. Dylan, let me hit you with this very generic hypothetical. What's up? As we're facing three weeks left in dip picks, as we were kind of talking through that earlier before we were surprise guested by Micah Weiner, uh, your boy is climbing back into contention. Is he, though? I might be. I might be. Is he? I could be. What's the score? I hope I am. 
Um, I was down going into this week like 27 points to the guest. I'm only down now like 21. It's still a lot, uh, man. It's still a whole lot, but there are potentially 33 points to be had through the end of the year. Again, that wouldn't mean I would need the guests to not score all of those, but there's a there's hope. Okay. More importantly, there's hope for me to catch you two. Like that's in the realm of potential sure. outcomes. So as we're approaching the divisional round, we know we'll know eight of the remaining teams. Should we throw out any uh, other additional prop bet opportunities if you can predict the Super Bowl participants and or the winner? Based on the final eight teams? Super, like a Super Bowl futures bet? Like a futures bet? Like- I do think we should go absolutely ham on um, Super Bowl props 1, when the time comes. I mean, I'm talking like 15 options. Okay. I'm in for that. Those are just fun. Yeah. You know? I, I love doing those because especially I think this year we're getting like Dr. Dre and half of California at halftime. Yeah. Um, to answer your question, um, anything that gives me a chance to catch <laughs> the guest that I'm, I'm all for. So let's throw, let's throw as, uh, as much as we can on the table and just kind of Fair. see what happens. I think this is this week has been sneaky bad for both you and for David. David all the way, not not just sneaky. You went off. But your boy absolutely needed a good week and to only miss one so far, it's it's great. Oh, the fact that David tonight. still has his big boy stack on the table like he has a shot at redeeming himself, but it's not going to happen. But here's why we're maybe you covered this. No, we have not. Cuz Dylan and I are the only two to feasibly have a chance at the guest. Maybe you have an outside chance. I've got a chance to catch both of you. We're at the point where we have to start, even if we don't want to pick the game, we have to start fading. So we're going to... Correct. I'm obviously just saying this so I don't look as bad when I end up dead ass last. (laughs) Let's have a a Super Bowl um, prop extravaganza. We're going to go all out on Super Bowl props for sure. Do you know how horny I am for props? I am the the horniest prop guy you've ever seen. No, no, no. no. What I uh, pitched. Stop, stop. Go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry to do this. You think you're you're hornier on props than I am? I think, think, yeah, I don't think anyone's as horny as I am when it comes to props, Dave. Okay. I've never met a prop I wasn't horny for. The man's about to prop his little dick off. They used to call me the prop prop Joe over here. Yeah. I did. Fixing the toaster. The wire. Uh, yeah, I got it. I well, if you're it. so horny for props, I've got these plastic meatballs. Do you want to buy them from me? Jesus. <laughs> um, what I proposed to Dylan while you were taking a little tink break uh-huh. was that uh, after tonight, we'll know the remaining eight teams. Uh, should we mix in a little uh, Super Bowl futures uh, prop instead of just adding overs? The answer and, is yes. And should that be worth anything more? Sure. Okay. So uh, coming Thursday night. Um, we will have two slots for you to pick your uh, final Super Bowl participants and for you to pick the champion. And those will be, we'll say, worth two points each because they'll just sit there. You can't win them this week, can't win them next week. Maybe, who knows? Maybe we, we do a little more than that, add some more spice to it. But, anyways, that's the playoffs. You want to do some sports did y'all, party? Did y'all make what? predictions for tonight? Uh, I still am boycotting the fact that we have a playoff game yet to be played. I mean, we did in um, on the live stream. That's true. Who did Daddy pick? That's true. Who you did picked, you pick? Uh, you picked the Rams. Oh, KJ dude, that's are true. on the cards. Oh, we and we faded guests though. You didn't. You went yes. with guests. Fuck. And you have a big boy stack tonight for the over of. I don't feel good about it. Forty nine and a half. I was actually thinking about that in the shower this morning. I sometimes shower, and I was just like, man, that wasn't. Like, it's like I don't. This isn't going to happen. 
The weather's perfect inside SoFi Stadium, though. It might, I might, know. But might be just... Wait, is it north, south, or east, west? Hard to say. <laughs> it's a callback. Um, regardless, I, I will own up to the fact that we were talking about not feeling good about our big boy sex yesterday um, while watching the Eagles game. And I repeatedly was like, you know what? I really wanted to hammer at the Steelers. That's just so many points. There's no way they're not going to cover. I'm very happy that I wasn't able to do that. So worked out well. Anyways, still quick sports party. You guys want to party? I think so. You guys want to give me a sec to uh, figure out? Oh, there it is. You think I'd know by now where the music was. Sometimes we party. Sometimes we do sports and ports. Sometimes we do it all at the same time. That's what this is, the sports party. KJ, you got some hot Novak takes? Yes, I absolutely do. However, You said you stood with him. Uh, I do. I stood with him as he was being deported from the penal colony uh, colony of Australia. I can't speak. I've got just... Somebody get this guy a Benadryl. So much liquid death. So much Zyrtec coursing through my veins. Anyhow, Novak Djokovic, his visa was rescinded for lying on his, uh, uh, I guess, visa application papers that said that he did not travel in the last 14 days due to their COVID protocols. Um, you know, got him in trouble. The Australia Open is going on. You've seen all of this. What I want to talk about is the fact that Novak was heavily favored to have a chance to win his record 10th Australian Open. With him gone, enter the next favorite and potentially, uh, you know, anti-hero villain of tennis. Bad boy of tennis. Russian Daniil Medvedev. That is, there could not be a more Russian name. What's this guy's deal, man? Nothing's been problem? as Russian as that. Um, not only is he, uh, you know, young and decent at uh, tennis, he's had a couple different situations. One, not so hot. Uh, got into it with, um, uh, what is the guy's name? Donald Young, who's an African-American, as well as in uh, the match that he was playing him in, the chair umpire, Sandy French, also happened to be African-American. Medvedev's forehand shot was called wide. As he was passing the uh, chair umpire, he's like, I know that you two are friends. I am sure of it. Basically implying, like, okay. of course you're rooting for him. You guys are buddies. You all know each other. You know, you can tie the strings. Donald Young, I believe, won that match. Uh, yes, because Medvedev was uh, ejected from the match shortly thereafter. Oh, there you go. Exactly. So <laughs> Wait, later in a... Ejected yep. for that comment? Basically. Ooh. Chair umpire called over, like, the Hell yeah. uh, commissioner or whomever. They talked about it, and they're like, yeah, you're out, dude. Um, 2019 match against Lopez, whose name, whose name I don't know. Um, he snatches a towel out of a ball boy's, like, hand. And the ball boy wasn't paying attention. Respect the crowd the starts boy. booing him. He flips off the crowd and then gets on the mic later. He's like, I just want you to know the reason I won this match was because of your booze. And oh, no, that's that the same guy. When I go to bed tonight or when you all go to bed tonight, I'm winning because of you. And you've given me enough energy for the next five matches. So I remember yeah. hearing about that and thinking when I heard that, I love this guy. But now that I know about the other thing, yeah, I mean, it, I don't love this guy. I will say it's veiled enough. Obvious, but veiled enough to where I might not have kicked him out. But, you know, I'll tip my cap to him here on MLK Day. Um, that he didn't pull that in the U.S. at least, I don't think. And the lastly, he got into it with uh, Greek star, uh, whose name I always butcher, Stefanos. 
and then his last name starts with a T. Very tall, very Greek, very good. Um, basically very telling you better shut that up. Like getting into it face to face with that guy. Uh, so yeah, they're saying tennis needs a bad boy. He's bad now favored boy. to win the Australian Open. Keep your eyes on Daniel Medvedev, young Russian. Here's a little prop bet, or just a bet, I guess. Okay, this guy won't win. Probably not. Damn. Probably not. Okay. I think I'm riding with uh, Andy Roddick. Okay. I guess this is his, his week. I don't think it is, Dave. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll see, Don. I think he's still in line at Sweet Green. He's absolutely at Taco Deli down the street oh, right now with his <laughs> wife. Uh, I've got a note on here about the Sony Open. This is not Ooh. about their uh, rumored uh, electric vehicle that they've been talking it's about. It's not about years. that. I just okay. wanted to see if you guys tuned over to the Sony Open to watch this. Uh, so Hideki down five at the turn to uh, Russell Henley. Let's go full screen on this. Yeah, give us full screen. Don't hit play yet. What are you doing, Let me set the stage. Um, Hideki, of course, he's won like three times in his last like 15 starts or something crazy. He's down five. He's playing partner Russell Henley at the turn Mm -hmm. on Sunday. Uh, Forces a playoff. Par 5, 18. This is his second shot from 277 out. A three wood. Off the deck. Off the deck. Which is what you're doing. Can't see it. Sun's in his oh, eyes. Hey, what's this? AT&T here, Stadium, Kurt. right? This is a classic. Puts it to two feet. Two or three feet, though. And, of course, takes a dub. Tough scene. You ever done that, Dave? No. That's like a Klein gimme. No. That is a Klein. <laughs> That's an unnecessary shot that I have no, like, substantiated, like, evidence. We wronged him a little bit. But, hey, you know, from what I know about Wolf and golf, that's what I would call the clock. Oh, he's hitting the shot. Beautiful. Boy, this is a okay. good line. We started off the episode with some audio that uh, we didn't have a chance really to explain. But as we are here celebrating the life and, unfortunately, also the death and mostly the work of Martin Luther King Jr., uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, decided to uh, publicly equate – not equate, really just make an analogy between Martin Luther King calling for the ball during the civil rights movement. He was at the garden. He, he sports up his tribute. He was at the garden. He put a little he put a new twist on an old favorite at the garden. He just couldn't advance past Pistol Pete in the finals or what? He wanted the rock, man. <laughs> KJ, you got the rock right now. Take yeah. it. They they he couldn't get out of Memphis in the second round, is what Eric Adams okay. was saying. Jeez. Anyways, an absolute ridiculous analogy to be made. By Eric Adams. But not as bad as what we saw some years ago from the Florida State football program on Twitter. Adam, okay. if you don't mind, if we could see uh, what they put up. Putting Adam uh, to work promoting today. MLK Day 2019. Oh, no. Go Knowles <laughs> featuring Martin Luther King in front of big letters that just say, do something. Uh, Martin Luther King's hand has been photoshopped with hilariously large, by the way, Nike vapor wide receiver <laughs> glove doing the very questionable seminal chop motion. Unless you're just oh, saying, I never, he's saying first down. I never factored in that he might be doing the chop 1000%, which Dylan can do. We still doing the chop. I can't do you. The Braves are do. the Braves do do it. Yep. They do do it. They do do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag do something. Well, dude, I, this is Seminoles. This is the Seminoles recruiting account. So this is uh-huh. shouts to my Native Americans out there, y'all some real ones. That's yeah, all, that's all I had on that. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, this is a not not a great graphic. Did they leave this up or did they delete? I 
think this was probably taken down because you got to think that if it's the recruiting one, it's not run by like the main person, you know, main social media accounts. If I saw this today, I would quote tweet it with the brands are doing it again. (laughs) The freaking brands. I think there is one brand that's getting torched online, but I will have to go back and figure out who they are. Um, But yeah. Is it SpaghettiOs? Keep an eye. It might be SpaghettiOs. SpaghettiOs Pearl Harbor will, that will live in infamy. Yes. I don't know that one. What do they what do they what they do? What'd they say? Adam, if you could Google SpaghettiOs flag tweet, SpaghettiOs Pearl Harbor, you will find it. But it is a day to remind yourself it's never a good idea to have timed tweets from your brand on holidays. Just never. SpaghettiOs, huh? Um, with that said, that's all I had on a sports party. You know, shouts to MLK and all he did for the triangle offense. Who's the guy that yelled "Shut the fuck up"? Oh, uh, okay. Also, don't, let, don't yell Easter at the, the African American gentleman giving the MLK tribute. <laughs> Even if he's forcing a basketball analogy, you don't have to yell "Shut the f up." Yeah. That guy, boo that man. People have come to not really like Eric Adams, even though they just voted a mayor. But he's had a short run. They don't of, like any uh, mayor. Just that's true. He's New York City. <laughs> short run of like people that they don't like. Um, notable comments from him that they were going to fill back up Rikers Island. Uh, that low-wage workers don't have the skills to make $15 or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. I'm glad I don't live in New York City. sorry. But go back and listen to our open once again. Let it play all all night and listen for the shut the fuck up from the crowd. What do you got, David? Take a moment to remember hashtag Pearl Harbor with us. Here we go. (laughs) It's all good. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh-oh, and it's a photo of a cartoon SpaghettiO holding the American flag, clearly remembering Pearl Harbor. What's wrong? That's not, I mean, come on. No, that's it's, a bad, we don't need the SpaghettiO. It's not terrible. We don't need a SpaghettiO. It's innocent. It's not, you know, it's not like offensive or anything. It's just like, okay, what are we doing here? I stick my tongue out too at the day that the Japanese. That's a patriotic SpaghettiO, man. That's true. Oh, it is. I think what they should have done is instead of going with like the generic background, put them in the middle of a suburban street with a torrential downpour and heavy winds. And so then he's not just like being generic character. He's like recreating the American flag meme, which we all know and love where the guys like out in the street fighting a hurricane with the oh, American yes. flag. very forced content of like 2001 topical information. Not 2001. Definitely was not in 2001. I just don't know if I need SpaghettiOs acknowledging any tragedy or any holiday. You, you're you're free to sit out. Like, if you're one of those people who's, like, mad that SpaghettiOs hasn't spoken out for whatever, like, it's SpaghettiOs, man. You didn't need – you're fine. It, they're not elected officials. They're SpaghettiOs. Yeah, like, this day won't, won't, be, won't be settled <laughs> until SpaghettiOs weighs in on – it's not tragedy gonna, that was Pearl Harbor. It's not going to tarnish the remembrance. We're still going to honor it. Oddly silent MLK Day. Arby's, unfortunately. Hopefully they're Ooh. too busy being in a meeting about their future partnership with AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Fingers crossed. Ooh, five for five. Fingers Coming down crossed. the pipe. For every five penalties, free Arby's sandwiches for the whole crowd. Guys, I've got some uh, some news here. Okay. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. That's true. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers, counting down to the Super Bowl. 
uh, Super Bowl 56, might I add. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if you're one of those people and the sports book is not available in your state yet, you can get you uh, you can still get in on the action. There goes my perfect game. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Here's how you do that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code WASHED and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win $280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code WASHED for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? <laughs> Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I decided to read it as Derek Carr. Dave <laughs> just went. Levels. Brian Kelly. So I thought. <laughs> on us. I thought Derek Carr was purely SoCal or Fresno, which is not which really. There's, there's some country in Inland Empire. Moved in 2002 with his family to uh, Sugarland, Texas. Okay. Who did? Which is just notably more country than which is California. I'm not doubting that there are still some country people in Sugarland, but like yeah, Houston suburbs. Very suburb. Look, I got a lot of friends from Houston suburbs. I'm from a Dallas suburb. Not that country. When did he move there? 2002. So when his when David Carr when his was bro was drafted. 2002, the year that I believe yeah, maybe it was the next Texans. year that the Texans in their uh, first game beat the Cowboys. Like he said, when uh, Derek, David, Derek, David, David was drafted. First ever draft pick of uh, the Houston Texans. Correct. And honestly, I don't think he was that bad. I think their, their line coach, was just that bad. Shouts to Coach Kubiak. Hmm. First ever head coach. Was he? No. No. Second? Second. Second. Just and kidding. like the longest tenured, most Who was the first coach. I bet we could ask him. Uh, defense coordinator Dom Capers from the Packers. Do you know this? Because that sounded That's very. My guess it is Dom Capers. Boom. Why did you know that? Because uh, you're a football guy. You know, it happens. You just love the game. Hope Klein stopped listening in one. The minute beauty of remembering some things is the Whoa. some things I remember Whoa. are great. I don't, right, know why I, just, I don't know why I distributed Micah by throwing my giant yeah, liquid did, death in the trash. Look, running back's going to be short today. It works for me. It wasn't a whole lot noteworthy to KJ's run KJ's got on, allergies. To be, to be quite honest. Um, all right, let's run it back. Of course, this segment during which we talk about what we already talked about as someone fills in another one here at the end. Um, okay, Micah plays Wordle, ground floor nerdle. Okay, I see what you did there. It's really Aww. good, dude. Dave is mad horny for prop bets, but Dylan is hornier, and That's, I'll prove it. No, 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 no. Dave just blew his perfect game. Oh, no. Dave just went Brian Kelly on us, and Dylan's fiance cucked his jacket, and everyone's talking about it. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. She showed up yesterday. They both, well, Dylan was wearing a cool shirt. I, I talked about this on the previous pod that Dylan looked real cool. You can, you can co sign. How cool did he look? They looked straight did out look, of like a Yellowstone commercial. That looked sick. You, you were walking gorgeous. through. We both were like, wow. hey, let's make some room for this guy. I'm going to add one more here to run it back. But she came. Little bay in tow and everything. Dylan looked sick. Fiance Bay came through dripping. And I was like, is that a shacket? And she goes, oh, it's a shacket. Sick. I left it's the word out there. Sick. <laughs> All right. That was fun, guys. Thank you for the compliment, though, Dave. I really appreciate it. Thank you to Michael Weiner for, uh, for hopping on. 
just completely cucking the seg. Yeah, well, he, he I didn't know he was going to be on. I was completely surprised. Wasn't as hard on Mike McCarthy as I uh, kind of expected him to be. Didn't call him overweight or anything like that. I'm kind trying to cool. think if there's anything we left out from that game that I – there was so there was so much in that game. I, I just, you know, I know that there wasn't a win. Michael Parsons clearly feeling the COVID – I'd say Michael Parsons might have played half that game with a concussion. He took a shot and was he, back very quickly. They kept showing him, and he looked – he didn't he look good. He was sucking wind in, like, the first quarter. Uh, you know, again, welcome to the offseason. We've been waiting for you. Sincerely, Jags fandom. Going into next year, we got the best defensive player in the division, maybe even the, the league, in Micah Parsons. And we got that going for us, and we've all seen how far that'll take us. So hopefully they can do some more. And that's Shout all out I have to, to say their about family. That. Very cool. All right, guys. Bye. 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 I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.